Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 14th of January. India reported 2,64,202 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, marking a 6.7% uptick since yesterday. The total tally in the country is over 3.65 crore. The toll increased to 351 after 4,85,350 patients died over the last 24 hours. Do note that these figures are widely believed to be undercounted. The daily positivity rate has risen to 14.78%. Confirmed cases of the Omicron variant presently stand at 5,753. The new strain is now present in all 28 states. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization today approved two new drugs to treat COVID-19. The health body experts in the British Medical Journal said that the survival rate among patients improved when treated with arthritis drug baricitinib along with corticosteroids. It also reduced the need for ventilators. The experts also recommended sotrovimav, a synthetic antibody treatment for patients with comorbidities. A recent UN report warned that COVID-related deaths could potentially increase in the near future, like they had during the deadly second wave of the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. T. Jacob John, former director of ICMR Center of Advanced Research in Virology, said yesterday that coronavirus is going to stay with us and it is likely that Omicron and Delta may co-calculate. He also stressed on vaccinating children quickly to minimize virus transmission and risk of emergence of new variants by mutations. He said, and I quote, I am an advocate of child vaccinations with vaccines which are safe and effective. If children are left unvaccinated, they will act as virus reservoirs and we know that Omicron affects children readily. They must be vaccinated more quickly, unquote. Meanwhile, Delhi officially surpassed its peak from the Delta-fueled second wave last year, reporting 28,867 fresh COVID cases yesterday. But COVID deaths dipped slightly in the national capital. Prime Minister Narendra Modi urged central and state governments yesterday to continue with the preemptive, proactive and collective approach followed so far in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. Chairing a virtual meeting with the chief ministers to review the situation fueled by the highly transmissible Omicron variant, PM Modi called for focusing on local containment. He emphasized on the need to safeguard the economy and livelihood of common people. Modi also stated that the initial skepticism about the Omicron variant was slowly getting cleared, as it has shown to have infected the general population several times faster than the previous ones. On the global front, COVID-19 has infected over 320 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.53 million. According to the director of South Africa's Medical Research Council, a booster shot of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine has shown 85% efficiency in protecting against the Omicron form for one to two months after it is received. Passengers from 153 nations have been banned from transiting through Hong Kong airport in the latest tightening of the city's strict antivirus travel measures. After two additional dead bodies were discovered today, the death toll in the Bekane-Guhati Express train derailment in Jalpaiguri district of Bengal climbed to nine. According to ANI, as many as 36 others are under treatment and a few are in critical condition. The Bekane-Guhati Express had 12 carriages derailed 
near the new Domahani station yesterday evening. A high-level investigation has been requested to determine the cause of the accident, which occurred at 4.53 p.m. on the segment between the new Domahani and new Mainaguri stations. Union Railway Minister Ashwini Vaishnav, who reached the accident site today morning, told ANI that preliminary inquiry shows that there was a glitch in locomotive equipment. He said that the Commission of Rail Safety is conducting an inquiry to find the root cause behind the accident. He also announced an ex-gratia of Rs 5 lakh to be dispersed to the families of the deceased. Those who sustain grievous injuries will get Rs 1 lakh and those with non-serious injuries will get Rs 25,000. Bishop Franco Mulakal was acquitted by an extra sessions court in Kotayam today in the case pertaining to the rape of a Catholic nun. According to the Indian Express, Mulakkal had been the Bishop of Jalandhar, but once the scandal broke in 2018, he was relieved of his administrative duties. As the prosecution failed to produce evidence against the accused, the court acquitted the bishop. Mulakkal exclaimed, quote-unquote, Daiva Thinu Sthuti, which is, praise the Lord, to reporters as he exited the courtroom. When the verdict was read in court, he sobbed and embraced his lawyers, Indian Express reported. Mulakkal was arrested in September 2018 on the basis of a nun's charge that Mulakkal raped her 13 times in her congregation's mission house in Kotayam district over a two-period between 2014 and 2016. He was the first Indian Catholic bishop to be arrested in a rape case and after his arrest, he was held in judicial prison for 25 days. Investigating officer S. Harishankar, former Kotayam SP, told reporters that the verdict was extremely unfortunate and that they had expected a conviction fully. He said that they will appeal. Joginder Singh Man, a well-known scheduled caste face of the Congress in Punjab's Fagwara and a former minister resigned from the party today. He resigned from his position as chairman of Punjab Agro-Industries Corporation, ending his 50-year association with the party. UP Minister Siddharth Nath Singh stated today that the OBCs and Dalits are being misguided in the state. Referring to the MLAs who have resigned from the BJP, the minister said, and I quote, Let them list 10 welfare schemes by Samajwadi Party for OBCs and Dalits. SP only works for Muslims and Yadavs. I want to tell them that other OBC communities will never join the Muslims and Yadavs, unquote. According to ANI, the minister further said that there are several reasons for these MLAs to leave BJP. He said that some are going for their personal benefit, others fear, that they won't get a ticket from the constituency of their choice. Citing sources, Indian Express reported that at least eight of the nine MLAs who resigned from the Bharatiya Janata Party in a flurry of resignations over the last few days are anticipated to join the Samajwadi Party today in the presence of Akhilesh Yadav. Meanwhile, in other news, the Election Commission will issue the notification for the first phase of the UP polls today. The last date of filing nominations for the first phase is 21st of January. Punjab, Uttarakhand and Goa will go to polls in a single phase on 14th of February, while Manipur will see voting in two phases on 27th of February and 3rd of March. Uttar Pradesh will vote in seven phases to elect 403 MLAs from February 10 to March 7. The counting of votes will take place on 10th of March. Listeners, before we move to the next story, I would like to introduce you to our latest ground reports on the plunder of the Aravlis by my colleagues Ayush and Basant. In this NL Sena series, they investigated that a slew of politicians 
from both the BJP and the Congress are involved in infringing on land protected by the Punjab Land Preservation Act. They also discovered that unlike the marriage halls and farmhouses that were demolished as part of the Faridabad administration's demolition campaign, the cow shelters have escaped damage. In addition to this, they also found that in Bandwari village, a 40-meter landfill has contaminated everything from the air people breathe to the groundwater in the area. You can read their detailed reports on our website, newslaundry.com. Listeners, these are the stories and issues that either get buried or are ignored by mainstream media. To be reported, they need greater guts, conviction and tenacity. And because News Laundry is a self-sustaining media platform that is not reliant on corporate or government financing, we are able to bring you stories like this. We rely on you, our subscribers, to keep us going. So, we urge you to be the change, to disrupt the current media model and to subscribe to independent journalism in order to receive fair and factual news. If you want to help us bring you the stories that matter, go to newslaundry.com and click the red subscribe button in the upper right corner of the screen. Our cheapest subscription is just Rs 300 per month. The Australian government on Friday revoked tennis player Novak Djokovic's visa for the second time. According to Al Jazeera, the government claimed that the world's top-ranked men's tennis player, who has not been vaccinated against COVID-19, poses a risk to the community. After a judge invalidated a previous revocation and released Djokovic from immigration detention on Monday, Immigration Minister Alex Hawke invoked discretionary powers to cancel Djokovic's visa once more. Hawke said in a statement and I quote, Today I exercise my power under Section 133C3 of the Migration Act to cancel the visa held by Mr. Novak Djokovic on health and good order grounds, on the basis that it was in the public interest to do so, unquote. Djokovic would be unable to obtain a visa to visit Australia for three years under the provision of this Migration Act unless there are compelling circumstances that damage Australia's interests. Djokovic's lawyers are anticipated to file an appeal with the Federal Circuit and the Family Court as they did with the first cancellation. Despite the uncertainties surrounding his immigration status, Djokovic was included in the Australian Open official draw on Thursday. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.